Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I want to talk a little bit about Afghanistan coming up. Man, that is, um, I think, about to emerge into the public consciousness. I think, but you never can tell. People, we might, we might still ignore it as a country, but more on that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So how is 2020 for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. turns out average life expectancy in the U.S. plummeted in 2020. Not shockingly. And it wasn't just the pandemic. It was some of the ripple effects, too. Well, was it just people dying of COVID brought down the number? I mean, just plain that? Well, and, and, and other things. Like I said, there were uh, related causes. Uh, there is a twist at the end of this. Okay. I've become I'm aware of. Waiting in, in for the twist. Though. Taking in the coverage. But uh, everybody's pointing out the decline was particularly sharp among Hispanic and black Americans. Uh, Steve Wolf, Director Emeritus at the Center on Society and Health at Virginia Commonwealth University, who led the new study, said, I naively thought the pandemic would not make a big difference in the gap between uh, well, different ethnicities, uh, because it was a global pandemic, so every country is going to take a hit. And the U.S. did a lot worse than other countries, too. He says, what I didn't anticipate was how badly the U.S. would handle the pandemic. Anyway, between 2018 and 2020, the decrease in average life expectancy at birth in the U.S. was roughly 1.9 years, which is terrible. It's eight and a half times the average decrease in 16 comparable countries. Uh, the decrease widened the gap between the U.S. and its peers to nearly five years, but the difference is much larger among black and Hispanic Americans compared with white Americans whose average life expectancy at birth dropped by about a year and a half between 2018 and 2020. The average Hispanic Americans decreased by just under four years. The average lifespan of black Americans decreased by three and a quarter years. Then they talk a little bit about lifespan just went up, 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 up until it started a three-year decline in 2014 as the opioid epidemic hit. Big Pharma murdered tens of thousands of Americans, mm. um, et cetera, et cetera. Then uh, before we get to the twist, interestingly, they say there were a hell of a lot of heart attacks and strokes that went untreated because people were terrified to seek medical care because they were convinced that hospitals were dangerous. And there were some hospitals that were really, really crowded, too, and weren't seeing people unless they had COVID. So that's definitely, definitely legit, okay, and interesting. Here's the twist. You get to the uh, the end of this, and all the, the think tanks and the organizations and the university departments and blah, 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 they say, uh, it's uh, it's mostly stress that's caused the difference between us and other countries. Things like affording child care are a major source of stress. Lack of good public transportation means people are commuting hours to work. Uh, social determinants, poverty, which food they have access to, education, blah, blah, blah. So they're using this as a pretext to advocate sure. for a lot of multi-trillion dollar Bernie Joe Biden programs. Exactly. Um, they they say there were somewhere around 500,000 excess deaths last year. And again, dealing with these numbers is squishy. Oh, because very, very. There are all sorts of ways to frame the conversation. There are different numbers from different agencies and the rest of it. But if 600 and some thousand uh, died of COVID, uh, but there are only half a million excess deaths, does that mean a hundred thousand plus of people who died from COVID were probably going to die anyway, right. or or what? And how many of those are attributable to COVID? How many are deaths with COVID? 
It's all really difficult to get a handle on. But uh, biggest drop in life expectancies since World War II hmm. was the headline, which I buried, and I apologize. You can't bury the headline in a story about people being buried. The headline really should be the line at the head of the story, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. So uh, I came into the show today ranting and raving about some uh, tragedy that I thought was about to occur. And we got new information since the, since the show started. And uh, I'm particularly interested in our pullout of Afghanistan. So I've been following the news on that. And you have to seek it out. There's some good stuff on it, like uh, ABC has got Martha Radich over there in Kabul, and she's been doing some good reporting on there. Overnight, the Taliban took a whole bunch more cities. I mean, they're marching across the country. It's really interesting that they're so certain that they can and that there's no will to stop them. They're not even waiting till we leave. I would have thought for sure. No, all we got to do is wait a couple of months. We've been at this for 20 years. Let's just wait till they're out, then we do it. No, why wait? Why wait? Uh, they must be thinking. Videos on uh, ABC of uh, uh, Taliban claiming that it's Afghan soldiers turning in their uh, guns. They're just piles of weapons and uh, vests and all kinds of stuff. It's the Afghan forces saying, no, we give, we surrender as the Taliban sweeps across the country. And then uh, one of the headline stories out of that, in addition to just the hell that is going to be Afghanistan, that girls' school that got blown up a couple of weeks ago and 85 girls killed and hundreds injured, just awful. Could there up be girls, a more horrible ideology? It's pretty hard to get worse than murdering children because you don't think girls should learn how to read. It's pretty hard to get any worse than that. Anywho, um, so we had all these translators, Afghan citizens. Is that the right term? Afghans of uh, Afghans. Yeah. Are you supposed to say Afghani? No, that's a currency. I thought I would have learned this by now. Anyway, citizens of Afghanistan that helped us out being translators that could talk to the Taliban and spoke enough English to talk to our guys. Uh, you know, they're patriots to the United States and Afghanistan. And we were uh, hanging them out to dry because we couldn't get them the proper paperwork to get out of the damn country. And uh, knowing that the Taliban was going to kill them as soon as they got their hands on them. Well, the breaking news today is that we've expedited something to get them out of the country to another country while the paperwork's being filled out. Exactly, yeah. Since there's a three-year backlog in dealing with their applications, the Biden administration has announced, yeah, we'll get them out of Afghanistan. It's not clear where they're going to put them, but it ain't going to be Afghanistan, which if I'm an Afghan translator, I'm thinking, that's good enough. Wasn't the headline a, a, a thousand or up to a thousand or something like that? There, there were just some fudgy words in there that worry me. Because remember, there, there, I, could, I could give you a hundred examples, but my favorite one is schools are open. You've heard over and over again, schools are back open again. And then it turned out your school was not open at all. It was open for two hours, three days a week with no teaching. Schools are open. So I just wonder if they're getting them out is going to turn into they got a few of them out. Kind of. It is not clear at all from the reports from inside the administration how many they're talking about. There were about 18,000 Afghans waiting for approval as of last month. Well, until it's very clear, I'm not going to assume that the problem has been solved. I've yeah, been I lied would, I, to enough times. I think that is absolutely a good way to look at it. The official said that initially the U.S. will only move those Afghans whose visas are already in the pipeline. 
The U.S. Embassy in Kabul will continue to process the special Afghan visas even after the drawdown is complete, but the White House may approve another relocation after, operation if necessary. After the drawdown is complete, their heads will be on sticks. Yes, that is correct. And I might as well repeat this because I still feel the same way, and I still think there's a decent chance we're going to fail these people. This would be a crushing blow uh, for the United States on uh, in the eyes of the world, and it, it'd be a crushing blow to me. I, I would I would just think it's done. We can't do anything now. If we can't do this, if we if Joe Biden or, or anybody in charge can't say cut the red tape, skip everything, cancel what you were going to do this afternoon, and get those people the hell out of there. I mean, if we're not able to do that as a country, then we can't do anything. We're past the point of solving any problem. If we can't do this, and Joe Biden's, we need to show the world that democracies function better than autocracies like China and Russia. No, they don't, would be the answer to that question, if we can't do this. You're right. It would be a horrifying moment. Plus, I'm just personally horrified that these, that in my name, in the name of the American people, these people were recruited and did the right thing to save their country and the rest of it. Then in my name, they were betrayed and tortured and killed. That's pretty damned uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Well, if we can't do this, we can't do anything. Yeah. We yeah. just can't function anymore. Government's too big, bloated. People are too interested in just keeping their job. You know what slows this thing down, don't you? No. Everybody in government is scared to death that one of these translators will get over to the United States and uh, and launch some sort of, you know, uh, suicide mission and kill some people. Right. And to avoid that possibility and how bad that might look for them, they're willing to hang all these 18,000, is it 18,000? 18,000 yeah. people's families, because it'll be the whole family will probably get killed, all these people out to dry and let them get killed, rather than risk their, you know, cushy bureaucracy job. Right, and much like the cover-up of the uh, the leak of COVID out of the Wuhan Institute, it's not about saving lives. It's about covering asses. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Very yeah, it disturbing. Is. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. You know, kudos to the Biden administration. I think we'll wait and see. I hope it's the good news it sounds like it is. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. What a crazy idea from one beer maker around NFTs. This might be the NFT that you want to get into. Hmm. Finally, an NFT that is focused on you, the beer drinker. That now. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And I think it is the inevitable consequence of when you take crazy, nonsensical ideas and then get elected on them and then try to implement them into policy, or at least, you know, create the perception that you're going to create policy based on them. And the result is this and the migratory crisis on the border and other things. The ideas these people have are nuts. And when you try to even, when you elect people that have these ideas, it almost encourages and incentivizes these, these terrible outcomes. That's Marco Rubio yesterday. He was talking about a couple of different things that uh, Democrats ran on, and that was defunding the police. Joe Biden didn't, but all the other candidates did. And uh, and then also, um, you know, opening up the border. They all ran on that. And he's saying you had nuts policies, and now the, the people who heard those nuts policies aren't reacting to them in a in a in the way you'd expect. Um, a little more from Joe Biden, who gave a speech yesterday on crime. Here in a second, I just came across a term I'd never heard before: nostalgiomics. Nostalgianomics. 
I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Something like that. It's the, the idea of politicians to go into to any of these dying towns around of America, and rather than saying, eh, you're going to have to move or come up with a new <laughs> something to do, right? but you act like the car plant's coming back or... In the case of Susanville, California, the prison's coming back. I mean, it sucks. It definitely sucks. But very rarely is it the case that whatever plant is your steel mill, that's not coming back. Those days aren't coming back. Yeah. It sucks. But it's the truth. Well, what do people can uh, prefer, the warm fiction or the cold truth? I'll, I'll let you think about it for a minute. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention this before we get into Joe Biden and his uh, his little speech yesterday. Um, an NFT you might like if you're a beer drinker. Of course, it would help if you live in Denver, because I think that's where all the tap rooms are. Denver Beer Company, they're selling a gold coin NFT. It's one of one. There's only one. And people are able to bid on it in an auction. And you own the gold coin NFT, which I don't care about that, but you get four beers a day from any of the tap rooms for the rest of your life. Mm. For the rest of your life. And you can your also brief, s- drunken life. And you can also sell this at any point, and the beers go with the coin, with the NFT. Oh. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I become the world's most interesting man. I'm going to these things daily, getting my four drinks, right? I, I'm, I'm posting about it. All of a sudden, I'm making this seem like the cool, hip lifestyle. Now I can flip my free beer coin, and uh, retire on the profits. Yeah. Sean, I'm thinking of staking you in this endeavor. I think you're just the man to pull it off. (laughs) The only thing you lack is capital. So... Although with your recent digital apes and such, hell, you're probably rich as hell. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You're making money, uh... (laughs) Quote-unquote money. (laughs) It's it's all digital stuff. I don't know. It's all crazy. But you've had a couple of weeks where you made more money trading digital items than you did in your real job, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. But I I would also say uh, not all of it is realized gains. My my value has gone up, but I have not realized Mm. some of this. Mm. Markets can and do sometimes go down. Like I just saw a headline from my, was it Forbes or Business Insider? It was one of those magazines that I trust more or less, websites saying the used car value thing has crested, it would appear. Oh, so really? If you got a used car and they've been worth oh. more now than ever, that may have come to an end. So I got an extra car I need to sell. I've been meaning to. Probably ought to. Smart person would. What you got? I think I'm, well, I haven't decided which one. I'm either going to get rid of my truck or my expedition. I don't need both. And, oh, okay. Uh, right. I don't need anything that big. Oh, it's huge. Think. Yeah, the expedition is uh, astonishing. It blots out the sun. It's it is it is an it's an oil tanker of a vehicle. Um, So the New York Post editorial board said, "When are we going to start talking out loud about Joe Biden's brain?" (laughs) More or less, and that the speech he gave yesterday, you know, this is a big address to the nation on crime, and he was very slow talking and whispering and quiet. Hey, and they talked in the New York Post editorial board about how every time Trump, you know, seemed off his game or got words mixed up and everything like that, they'd have a panel discussing for an hour with a psychologist on hand talking about how he clearly lost his mind or, you know, the government, they may need to use the 25th Amendment to take back the power because he's a senile, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody says out loud that Biden sounds that way. And this is a little what he sounded like yesterday. The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, 
and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water in the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit, the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. I thought we were going to stop Grandpa after his first glass of wine. Wow, that's not great. Where was that during one of the debates with Trump? Trump would be president. Because <laughs> he was taking his pills or his shots or whatever that made him more alert. Yeah. you know They gave funny? him a big fat shot in the ass and... We can talk a little bit about what he said and the reaction to it, more importantly, because crime is unquestionably a huge, huge issue for a lot of Americans right now. The coverage of the speech, extremely muted. I'm clicking around right now to all mm-hmm. the big uh, the big outlets, the usual suspects, and they're, hard, they're not saying much about it at all. Do you think it was because you couldn't play any clips from it without drawing attention to the fact that he sounded so old and slow-talking? Well, and maybe just the whole, we need gun control now. I mean, nobody nobody can hear that anymore. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. Hmm. All right. So so you're going to make it even more difficult for law-abiding people to, find, to get guns, and you're going to square it with the Second Amendment, and criminals all of a sudden are going to start following those rules, blah, blah, blah. It's just nobody has the energy to engage in that idiotic conversation again. Armstrong and Getty. Constitution. We're enforcing it. The headlines of the president's multi-point plan are arrest rogue firearms dealers, help former prisoners re-enter the community, and expand employment opportunities for young adults. They help make sure young people pick up a paycheck instead of a pistol. But critics argue criminals are emboldened by softer sentencing standards and bail reform. The Biden five-point plan will not address the rise in murder and uh, vicious assaults in this country. We have a lack of prosecution, and we've declared war on the police, and that is backfiring on those who have done it. Well, I think Lindsey Graham makes a good point. Marco Rubio did, too. Um, In fact, let's play Marco, then we'll discuss. Clip 31, Sean. Well, guns are the instrumentality that's being used, but the real target should be the criminals. It's the criminals who are stealing guns, and then they're selling them in the street to one another, and then they're committing these acts of violence. I mean, what we have seen all over the country just in the last few months are really are things out of a Hollywood movie, except it's real and it's tragic. I mean, shootouts on highways. You know, I think we need to appoint somehow a... Uh... A bureau of of wise elders or something, nonpartisan, like ten people who are proved to be they they can get beyond politics and just deal with what is and try to understand things, kind of like we do around here, and talk about the state of policing in America, for instance, and what role that truly plays in the the huge shocking rise in crime. You know, I hadn't heard until somebody sent us an email about how police departments around the country have changed from what should we do to what is the minimum we must do because it's important we stay out of trouble. And then you got this piece in the New York Times, and I credit them. Uh, I've just read the first part. Jack, you referenced it earlier. Uh, they, They start in Asheville, North Carolina, 
with this gal who was a cop. Uh, she happens to be uh, gay, but um, friends and relatives stopped speaking to her because she was a cop after the George Floyd thing. Wow. Demonstrator lobbed an explosive charge, set her pants on fire, scorched her legs, spit on, belittled members of the city's gay community that had welcomed her when she first settled in in Asheville, stood near one event and chanted, all gay cops are traitors. What? Right. Well, I know the big pride parade in New York, they wouldn't let the cops march with them this year, which was just awful. Yeah, and so you're seeing enormous numbers of officers quit and and retire early. Enrollment in police academies is way way down. Um, we just we don't seem it doesn't seem possible for societies to react to things in the right measure. We always we either do nothing or or overreact. Uh, there were a couple more comments I want to get on real quick. It's, uh, o- it's uh, I just want to inject. It's okay to use the word picnic. If you had stopped using the word picnic because you'd heard it's racist, it's not. We'll have that for you in just a moment. Uh, But Marco Marco Rubio said something yesterday. I think it was him. Uh, How come more people don't say, and it's a good question, how come nobody's figured out? When you hear about all the shootings in Chicago or wherever the heck over the weekend, you know, another 54 people shot, Nate dead. How come there aren't more statistics? Where the hell did they get their guns? Where does this 17-year-old gangbanger, where'd that gun come from? How come we don't, why why can't I, like, quickly reference some studies that show where all those guns come from? And you can't. That seems Mm. like question number one, doesn't it? Where the hell are they getting all these guns? The other day, Lori Lightfoot uh, said something to the effect of, you go to Indiana, you can get uh, military-grade weapons. But uh, the the vast, vast majority of the shootings are uh, unregistered guns. Well, yeah, well, guns. one of the reasons you don't see those stats and they're not so easy to grab is because it would ruin the whole, you know, get rid of guns narrative. If you realized, oh, okay, this is all illegal, so any of the gun laws you're talking about wouldn't have any effect on that. That's one of the reasons you don't talk about it, but I would think there'd be, be enough interest from conservative outlets or whatever that i would have heard that more throughout my life Mm -hmm. what percentage of guns are stolen what percentage of guns are well i don't know where do they come from yeah yeah that's an interesting question and we ought to know the answer let's play just a couple more reactions to biden's kind of tepid ho-hummy speech and we're not talking about this because of the speech we're talking about it because of the issue crime is an enormous issue in this country and getting worse clip 38 please this is joe gamaldi of the fraternal order of police I certainly hope as a part of his comments, he's going to call out rogue prosecutors and activist judges because everybody wants to talk about new gun laws. Well, the fact of the matter is we're not even enforcing the gun laws we have now. Here's Trey Gowdy in clip number 40. What I found stunning was uh, hearing Joe Biden say that when gun prosecutions actually were way down under President Obama with, with, with Joe Biden as the vice president. So, yeah, I mean, keeping guns out of the hands of people who are criminally inclined is a great idea, which is why we already have laws that control who can have weapons, what kinds of weapons you can have and where you can have them. But those laws do no good if they're not enforced and prosecutions were down under the Obama Biden administration. And finally, special report with Brett Baer. I'll give you the final word. Clip 41. When you uh, vilify police to such an extent, uh, the police feel like you're in a darned if you do, a darned if you don't environment. And I know most police officers, including myself, we got up to save lives, not have our hands tied and watch people become victimized. There's no fear out there. The police departments, unfortunately, can't do their jobs like they used to, don't want to do their jobs like they used to do them. And 
That's unfortunately the situation. So you, it's great. You want to get guns off the street. How are you doing it? Law enforcement, prosecutors, district attorneys, legislators, and most importantly, the communities we serve, we need to work together to get these uh, the guns off the street. And, and that starts with funding the police. Portland shut down their anti-gun, anti-crime unit because they didn't like them. They're sending cops into neighborhoods. You can't have cops in neighborhoods. So I hope you haven't used the term picnic recently. I uh, believe I have, as a matter of fact. I hope you had started calling it an outdoor table event on a cloth or something. (laughs) Uh, Different word. So uh, somebody tweeted out, we're now, you can't do parody anymore because the reality sounds like parody. Brandeis University out with violent language, language that is oppressive and possible alternatives and an explanation for why you should do it including a couple that have been debunked. And, you know, like rule of thumb, I had heard my whole life that the uh, the whole rule of thumb was an old expression that came from British law allowing men to beat their wives with sticks no wider than their thumb. And they include a clip of Joe Biden mentioning this once. I'd heard that before in my life. It you know, doesn't make me I don't know, a bad person that I heard it and believed it, but it's not true. Um, so is people saying rule of thumb should still be okay. According to Brandeis University, though, you should say general rule and not rule of thumb because somebody might know the false etymology of the word and then what will beat somebody with a stick bigger than the thumb. I mean, what does it lead to? Anyway. So it's important that we pander to the ignorant and irrational. Apparently, it had been floating around that the term picnic is associated with lynchings of black people. It was a white people gathering as spectators to eat during lynchings and picnics could be triggering for people so but that is not true either but these other ones are just dumb you're no longer according to brandeis university they put this out do not use the term killing it start say great job or awesome because if someone is doing well we don't need to equate that to murder (laughs) (laughs) yeah because the rest of us do sure we think that i can't tell if like i'm getting hooked here by something that's a joke or if it's real, how do you know the difference oh, in the boy. modern world? Oh, how boy. do you know the difference in the modern world? That's when you know you're in crazy town. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell if this. And if, if somebody says later that was fake, I'll say, okay, well, I can send you one from a different university that's just as stupid, but is real. So, you know, the one thing I'm looking at, it's a triple dub brandeis.edu. You're not supposed to say take a shot at or take a stab at. You should say give it a go or a try. These expressions needlessly use imagery of hurting someone or something. You can't tell me there are people that think, saying, let me take a stab at that, is going to lead to any stabbings. Did you hear what Jack said? Jack was talking about stabbing someone. All I can picture is stabbing over and over again in my ad. Or I just inadvertently took my pen and jabbed it into someone's neck. Well, all the talk is stabbing. It just got hold of me. I don't know. I'm sorry. I just used the bleeding will stop eventually, Jim. Stop whining. I just used one of the terms you're not supposed to use at Brandeis University: trigger warning, which I thought was something that was good. Content note or a drop in? What? How does that was a content note, Jim? When you asked how how white people keep their hair clean, nobody would know what you were talking about. The word trigger has connections to guns for many people. We can give the same heads up using language less connected to violence. You people are freaking crazy and finally go off hey you're off the reservation here jim disagree with the group or defect from the group is a better term to use because this phrase has harmful history rooted in the violent removal of indigenous people from their lands okay you know that one at least has a shred of sense yeah 
I can see how that doesn't need to be con- continue to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole, hey, let's take a shot at uh, solving the budgetary problems for the science department. I just, I, I keep thinking of murder when you say that. No, that makes you a crazy person. You need mental health care. So that thing I just did, that little thing there, was that real or parody? The fact that I have no idea is fascinating. Oh, yeah. We're in Crazyville, man. I got a friend who retired early from his university job because of things exactly like that. So was this from The Onion or Babylon Bee or actually Brandeis University? I don't know. Hard to say. (laughs) Impossible to say. I'm going to err to the side of believing it is legit. I'm glad I'd never heard the whole picnic thing. Yeah, I just got a text from a good friend of the Armstrong and Getty show back in the eighties in college. He uh, he was told the same thing. Oh no, you should. Yeah, the picnic day at the University of California Davis. Yeah, it, it, you shouldn't use the term picnic. It's racist. It's just an urban legend. I gotta or believe a rural legend. I gotta believe if the root of picnic picnic came from lynchings of all places, Davis, California is not going to have their day called picnic day. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't think so. Anyway, if you know anything about this, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Dating apps will create fake profiles of hot girls and hot guys, and they'll show them to you first, especially for new dating apps. If you're a brand new user, you hop onto the app, and you're like, wow, there's so many beautiful people on this app. They're not real. Dating apps will actually hold back your matches unless you start paying. So let's say there's like 100 people that like you, and you're waiting to match with them until you start boosting your profile, and then they'll start giving you all the people that like you, and you'll get a bunch of matches, and you'll be like, wow, I should spend more money. Dating apps are selling your data. It's actually scary how much they know about you just based off your swiping patterns and the things you talk about in your chat. That's... uh. Former CEO of a dating app talking about how they uh, do what they're going to do. Although I've, I know a lot of people that uh, date regularly off of dating apps, so they're not, you know, they're not all fraud by any means. They are right. They're making their money making uh, organization. They're trying to make money. They're warping your experience more than they are defrauding you out of money without telling you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and as always, whether it's a whale-watching site or a dating app or a car enthusiast, they're just harvesting data. I always just assume that's happening. But if people are dating off of it, it Mm -hmm. doesn't make any difference if they're warping your... Right, right. Um, uh, There's cake out there. I'm not going to have any cake today. Yesterday I ate five donuts. What sort of cake? Tell me about the cake. I ate five donuts yesterday, lost a pound and a half. So that's twice now that I've gone, I've done donut binges and lost weight. Because I make myself so sick, I don't really eat anything else the rest of the day. It's the hot new diet. Probably not a good long-term weight loss plan to eat so much gross food that you feel sick and then ultimately take in fewer than like 1,500 calories for the day, so lose weight. But that's what happened to me yesterday. Um, Michael, you've seen the cake. Tell me about the cake. It looks like a child's cake, basically. I'm looking at it right now. I took a little piece. and there's What flavor? It's like shaped like a child, it's, or do you mean it's a sort of cake? No, it, it, it's really, really Clown sweet. It? It's really sweet. You know? The okay. cake is sweet, you say. <laughs> Jeez Louise, is it freaking vanilla or chocolate? Let's start there. Uh, vanilla. Does How it hard is it to describe it's like the, the a frosting. cake? 
the frosting, it's, it, it's got some sprinkles on it. It's What kind of cakes is it? Oh, it's very sweet. Sweet, you say. What the hell? Are you from Earth? <laughs> no, but I mean, it's super sweet. I mean, it's like the... Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. There's like adult sweet and then kids sweet. Kids right. sweet is completely different than adult sweet. Like an adult, a normal adult can't eat in cotton candy. You just can't. Oh, it's so gross. It's a <laughs> shock to your system. It's just so, yeah, yeah it's like, why? Uh, but a kid thinks, oh, this is fantastic. I remember when I was a kid and I heard the whole uh, Marie Antoinette let them eat cake thing. I thought, that sounds like a fine bargain yeah, to me. I don't, why is everybody so angry at her? <laughs> they um, had no bread, let them eat cake. Perfect. We haven't talked about this building collapse that happened in Miami. A condo that collapsed, and there's uh, one dead so far, but there's still 50 people they haven't found. So this could this end up being... This does not happen in the United States. No, so that we were just talking about this during the commercials. There's you talk, one of the many, many things you take for granted in the United States. Many, many, many things we take for granted every single day. You should just assume, because you can, that your building's not going to fall down, that your elevator's not going to collapse, that your bridge isn't going to give way. We just, right. in a lot of places, that, that the tour bus you're on is most likely not going to be, you know, fall apart or go off a bridge or being driven by a drunk or whatever. It happens right. every now and then. We're a very big country, but almost never. Right, right. And sometimes when you're expressing a libertarian point of view, somebody says, okay, so you're against all regulations. No, of course not. We're against excessive regulations, stupid ones, stuff that crushes the economy, buildings continuing to stand. I'm in favor of that. I almost said, uh, you know, one of these things happening is as rare as being attacked by a shark, which leads me to this story. Uh, They think they've found the world's earliest evidence of a shark attack killing a person. They found it in Japan, and they think it happened to some 2,000 years ago. Somebody trying to get a selfie with a shark. No, I'm sorry, 3,000 years ago, which predates the earliest known. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's trying to get a selfie of the shark. Just get a little closer. I can't get you in the frame. With their Flintstones <laughs> camera in which it's got a bird that pecks out the picture. <laughs> but uh, the earliest one was about 1,000 years. So now this is 2,000. Further, 3,000 years ago, somebody was apparently hunting around there, and they got eaten by a shark and got his arm ripped off and his head mauled and all kinds oh, of different stuff. Yikes. And some ancient scribe uh, doodled down a, a couple of descriptions of it, or what? Now they found the body and figured oh. out from the markings that it was a shark attack. Oh. Oh, I don't know what we do with this information. Hey, kids, it's that time again. Final Thoughts! With Armstrong and Getty. And here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Those little kids, belly full of cake, huh? Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Michelangelo, pressing the buttons in the control room. Final thought, Michael? Yeah, I just got a text from the wife that said, Did you ate donuts yesterday, now you're eating children's cake. Did you really eat this stuff? No. It's just for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> I haven't eaten this stuff. Sure you haven't. Positive, Sean, final thought? Went to a sports bar uh, for the first time in quite some time. Just a sports bar proper. TV's on, place was packed, people having a good time. It is, uh, the, the before times are back. They are now the now times. Hmm. Excellent. That's that's cheery news. Jack, a final thought to share? Maybe it is in people's lives, but it's not for the government. The CDC just announced it's extending its ban on evictions till the end of July. So the a bunch of scientists who study diseases have decided to jump into the economy and tell you as a landlord that even though there are 8 million unfilled jobs across this country, you can't find help. You're not allowed to evict that person that hasn't paid you rent in a year until next month. Yeah, whether they're gainfully employed or not, you might know they're holding out on you, but you can't get rid of them. 
Uh, my final thought has to do with the peace officers of America. Don't vilify cops. Don't worship cops. Respect cops. Require them to do their jobs lawfully and constitutionally. But what the hell is the matter with us as a people that we can't find the middle? We can't find reasonable. So there is breaking news. Joe Biden announced there is a bipartisan deal on a $1 trillion infrastructure package. The devil's in the details. We'll be looking at that all day long. Tell you about it tomorrow. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You'll find all the great links we talked about under hot links. You can email us if there's something we ought to be talking about. Send it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Get yourself some swag from the A&G store. Wasn't, uh, wasn't old man Biden hoping for like $2.9 trillion out of the infrastructure thing? Yeah. I think the Republicans yeah. were able to get a lot of that non-infrastructure stuff out. And Bernard Sanders wanted $6 trillion. Sorry, Bernie. Oh, that's right. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Goodbye, sweet America. And don't go looking around, Benito. Damn. <laughs> you. Oh, man. This is beyond dumb. It's just the way it is. I want winners. So, let's go out with a bang. Have you ever seen Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. Is that possible? To time, track, travel speed? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is, Kenny. Okay, but not that we know of. Maybe, I think people can do that. I think some people are ahead of us. Armstrong and Getty.